Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Top Shelf Nerds, the show for nerds by nerds about nerds. I am DJ, with me today are The Professor and Buck. So, last week we had E3 2018, starting from last Sunday on the 10th of June to Wednesday 13th of June, and my god, so many games came out. And Actually, most of them didn't come out. They were announced. That's the point of an E3. Yeah. Mm. A lot of it was just the, the the teaser and preview. There was a lot of lot of little comments coming up on the screen there where it was pre-order now. Yeah. I think most of them were revealed through the live streams. And I think we saw a couple of the li- we saw a couple of live streams, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, we saw E3, Bethesda, Sony, PC Gaming Show. You saw you saw E3 Plus, all those? Oh, I saw the highlights. What I do you mean you saw EA? I saw EA's highlights. <laughs> ah, because you said you saw E3. I was just, just clarifying. You are giving us way too much to work with tonight. <laughs> it's going to be so... This is, we'll apologize now, just because of the number of times we're going to be paid out on you. <laughs> Ah oh, man, so we'll talk about the uh, PC gaming show, Nintendo, <laughs> Ubisoft, Microsoft, and uh, Devolver Studios. Woohoo! So many game releases in those, those live streams. Announces. Oh yeah, the announcements. Reveals. Yeah. There so, weren't that many games released. Oh well. Well, well, it was Bethesda. But there weren't that many games released. It was stuff that's coming up in the next year. Fair point. Fair point. Although, mind you, Bethesda came out with Quake Champions, which and that's been out for a while though. This is more of a re-release um, update on the the beta. Yeah, this this is the next stage beta was released, and. Yeah, I'm actually quite happy they gave free access if you got onto it straight away. Yeah. It's a fun game. Oh, yes. Yes, indeedy. We have, we still haven't played this with the DJ yet, but I'm looking forward to it because we get to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So right off the bat, what were your standout game publishers and games? Three overall. Um, Devolver absolutely rocked it. It was the best show of the entire thing. Yeah, like seriously, at the end of that their show, you had to go and have a, a cold shower and a cigarette because it rocked so hard. <laughs> oh, I they, agree with you there. It was pure stand-up comedy that was organised in the most extremely offensive manner to the retarded nature of so many of the other publishers out there. And they, uh, and they didn't hold back on the fact that they were paying out on those people. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked how Devolver paid out with the two of the biggest um, elephants in the room then that was Bitcoin and loot boxes. Uh, like, I like the fact that they, they just said, we don't care what you think and what, and please don't waste our time with complaining about the fact that something isn't right. We don't care. <laughs> You're a stupid moron who's there. I need to give us money. I think that was her line. Something <laughs> yeah. Lines. Something along those lines. Yep. But the whole, the whole way through it was just constantly like that. And it was just beautiful. Like, ah, oh, it was, it was just a pure in your face. Hey, these are the games we, 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 we've got coming up. And while we're here, we're going to pay out on the idiots that are causing the problems because that's what people want to see rather than some idiot trying to dress like David Hasselhoff blathering on for half an hour. <laughs> and for those who missed it, um, yeah, David Hasselhoff's cousin was at E3. He was there for Bethesda. I don't know if he was actually his cousin, but he dressed like him and spoke <laughs> like him. Ah, uh, that's Todd Howard for you. 
He put the hassle into the hoff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my uh, standout game was Metro Exodus. Oh, oh. That did look pretty good. There was another one I remember when we were watching. Um, I can't remember which. Was it in the PC games? With um, a, a battle royale, but all the bad people go to heaven instead of the good people. Yeah, that's uh, Rapture Rejects by Cyanide and Happiness. <laughs> like that that was looking fun. Yeah, I already signed up to the beta for that. I can't wait for them to actually send me uh, an invitation for it. <laughs> uh, folks, you, if you get the chance, you've got to go check that out. We will have a link there for you to go and have a look at the streaming video for from that was recorded from that. Um, yeah, guarantee you will laugh. Yes, the uh, the announcement trailer was uh, <laughs> nailed the sonar and happiness humor perfectly. <laughs> yep. Um, standout game for me would have to be um, is it Maneater, which is a shark simulator. Ah. Yes, that's the one. Instead of instead of um, all these other simulators. You get to play as a shark. You get to go eat people. You get to go eat crocodiles. You get to develop skills and and strength so that you can jump out of the water to attack people on the beach. You learn how to eat people better. <laughs> you get to you can play as different types of sharks. So the whole complete difference of that compared to all the other games out there at the moment was just insanely fun (laughs) i think for me the standout publisher for me would have to go to um microsoft microsoft with um the halo game that's coming out what another sequel to a dead and tired series (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. It's another, uh, it's another sequel, but it lo- it looks pro- the trailer looks promising. The trailer looks promising. Actually, um, what impressed me most about Microsoft was the the way like their renewed commitment to crossplay. Okay. Because I'm a, a I'm a member of the Master Race, but all my friends play on console, which means that I can't play with them normally. But Microsoft is putting in, well, they've already got it, but they. They have systems in place that they're working on improving to make it easier for me to play with my friends. Mm-hmm. I can't understand the reason why there is such a clash. Like, I can understand there's different coding aspects, but every other computer system in the world is able to talk to each other. Yeah, the main issue is just marketing. And uh, when it comes to, to games, keyboard and mouse for FPS is by far the superior option because you can get a level of precision you can't get with the controller. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And I think Microsoft is one of the ones that Devolver was paying out on there, with, especially with Halo, where we're just going to bring out more garbage and just throw it at you, and it's the same thing that you've had before. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... So people, you've got to check out the Devolver Studios video. Like, it was a classic. It, it was it was like a movie. It was a it was a movie. Yeah, so when I get a chance, I'm going to look up the uh, the Devolver presentation from last year. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm going to go and look at that as well. Like, if it was anything like this year's, I'm in love with that studio. Find out why that guy was so hell bent on killing the host. <laughs> Uh, well, he was supposed to be the son, wasn't he? Okay. All I, I got was, was uh, they had a little bit of a flashback, but all I got was that it was uh, he suffered a gruesome accident as part of last year's show. Okay. Well, there you go. I liked how when they fixed they fixed her up, they made it into into a three um, three million dollar man. Is it $3 million or $6 million? $6 million. Yeah. Six um, million. Actually, no. And it was a Robocop reference. I was oh. going to say, it was actually, they made it into the Robocop, not the $6 million man. It felt like $6 million, but 
Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, how would you know what six million dollars feels like? You haven't had six dollars in your life. <laughs> oh, I do actually. I do have six. I do have six dollars in my in my wallet now. Yeah. He would have had more, but he's made the KFC. <laughs> but um, all jokes aside, though, my standout game is going to be Devil May Cry. It's a, it's okay. Devil May Cry. It's I played. The, when, I, when I had PS3, I played all of Devil May Cry games, and I'm looking forward to this one because it's been a while, and I hated the reboot that came out a couple of years back. It was just, oh, don't want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so you, so Buck, you said your game publisher was Devolver. What was yours, um, Professor? Or game publisher for stand standout game publisher? Probably Square Enix. Square Enix. Ah. Yeah, they've got uh, Octopath Traveler, I think, is one of theirs. And also Just Cause 4, which I am also extremely hyped for. You just want to punch a tornado, don't you, Professor? Who the hell doesn't? (laughs) I have to say, like, Bethesda, like that, they had some great games being released, but it failed with the fact that it was just this constant it was just people talking and less games. It was we're, we're wanting to see the games, not people talking about I'm so special. Yeah, I thought it was a nice touch, though, that uh, Sony got the the musicians in to play for their games. Yeah, um, I was actually just going to say about that. Um, the most respectable one was Sony because, yeah, they started off at the very start. They had the musician who was the main author for, for the music for, was it just? Last of Us. Last of Us. Yeah. And a couple of other games. Yeah, and he, he's he's got a, a ridiculously huge pedigree for awards and stuff for movies and TV series. And um, the... Uh, his name. And then the... Ghost Fu- of Tsushima. Yeah. I can't remember his name off the top of my head had Cornelius Boots, which is the most amazing name ever. <laughs> the One of the master craftsmen of the uh, of playing the, the Japanese flute that they used for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I just... These are people that probably don't get as much recognition, especially in amongst the games, where... They're producing this amazing, amazing stuff. And yet, yeah. Actually, I was going to have as my um, other standout game, which was going to be The Elder Scrolls, just all the new bits and pieces that are coming out. But Ghost of Tsushima, the artwork. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. I've seen, seen a few bits and pieces for that previously, but watching it the other night was just, yeah, it was... Yeah, they take it to a whole new level. You sit there, you watch all the bits and pieces and just, yeah. It's like but, watching the Studio Ghibli anime. But, we, but um, Buck, were you a um, bit turned off by the whole, like, the Japanese-speaking perfect English kind of thing? Like, a couple of them no, were, like... it was me who mentioned that was funny, that they had the Mongolian-speaking Mongolian, but the uh, it would be Chinese if they're being invaded by Mongolia. But... Actually, that's a good question because I think it's a Japanese flute. Uh, but I'll look that up while I'm talking. The yeah, I commented on how the the main characters spoke perfect English, but the invaders Invader. spoke Mongolian, which I thought yeah. was funny. Yeah, but as I said at the time, um, they would the language that the main the hero speaks would be whatever language you have set as the preset for the game like for the console yeah. or whatever. And it just allows you can follow the storyline of the hero and the enemy someone who's not speaking your language and you're not likely to have spoken the language of someone from an like the Japanese weren't necessarily gonna had many people who spoke Mongolian back in those days. Yeah. Uh, here's the um, to clarify on that. Uh, the name of the game, Ghost of Tsushima, comes from an island off the coast of Japan. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as I understood, the Mongolians never actually managed to invade the um, main mainland, but yeah. apparently they did hit Tsushima. Uh, um, I've actually read a few different books over the the years where they're actually it's actually talking about the attempted invasion by the Chinese to Japan, and they've got. The wall around the bay is like okay, it's they've actually put the wall all the way around the bay, so it's actually the water line is a walled fortress. In it must, I think it must be Tsushima, but yeah, they um, the number of times that the, the fleets have met and fought, and the numbers of boats have been sunk and bodies that have yeah. drowned. It's where uh, Kamikaze comes from, yeah divine wind because the mongolian ships were wrecked by a uh, by a cyclone or a typhoon during the invasion yeah. that was on one of them um another one there was an yeah it actually happened to three i think of the attempted invasions it's like the spanish trying to invade england um there's actually multiples of the same thing yeah yeah, this uh, back then you didn't have TV, so what did you do on the weekend? You got together with your buddies and you went and invaded. <laughs> well, this, this, like they talk about the Spanish Armada with England. Sorry to go straight there, but there's actually been there was actually I think it was seven different attempts to for this by the Spanish to invade England, where one of them they it it failed before it even left port because they couldn't get cork to seal the um, water barrels. <laughs> awkward so, yeah um but with um the invasion like the going back to the for tashima tashima or whatever so um yeah that was just absolutely amazing well mind you this is the same studio that did the uh infamous games yeah which uh have sort of mixed reviews from what i've seen well, the first one was brilliant, and I think the new one, uh, Second Son, I think it is. I remember that not being too uh, too well received. I could be wrong though. Oh, the Infamous Two is the sequel, and then Second Son was the third one. Um, was the uh, sequel? Second Son was the sequel, third sequel. Okay. Yeah, like there's a lot of people who run games down and whatnot. If you like, if you're playing it just to have fun. And it's fun. Who cares what yeah. other people think? Yeah. Um, the big thing with Ghost of Tsushima, as I said, it was just the artwork and everything. It looks it looks exactly like you're watching an anime, and it was actually the gameplay. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, the banjo playing musician that started up the Sony that we mentioned before, that was. Gustavo Alfredo Santiago Lala. I hope I pronounced his name right. He deserves respect. Hmm. Um, yeah, he's as I said, he's, he's got a huge number of awards. Oh. That'd be, that, 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 now that's a... Imagine having him in the next E3 again, playing the banjo. Yeah, they should bring him back for every announcement of a game that he worked on. Well, I was just going to say, if if they do it just based on the, the games he's worked on, I think he's worked on Last of Us 1 and 2 for the soundtrack. Yep. And, it, and there's a, a number of other games that he's got going as well. So, yeah. Like, it's it's pretty pretty decent. Like, I'm looking here, um, Dual Shockers, the Sony... Sony magazine, Sony magazine for the games and that talk about um, at the start of the conference that they're, they announced all the bits and pieces with the main director and then he humbly walked onto the stage with a hoodie and a simple banjo and just started playing and it just went from there. Yeah. Was it you who asked if we had the right, uh, the right show, Bucky? Um, at one point there, yeah, because it was more because of the fact that they were started talking about going to church and stuff. 
Okay. It just didn't. It didn't feel like. Oh something. yeah, because then they cut to the cinematic trailer and we didn't recognize the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Also, mind you, with the uh, Japanese with the Japanese language part, um, I'm reading a Eurogamer article. They say that uh, uh, you will. Ha- it's the details are still being worked upon, but a Japanese language option with English subtitles was mentioned. So. Oh, that'll be, be nice. The- mm-hmm. It's the so sort of game that I wouldn't mind having uh, having subs for. Yeah, it's as like as I said, like it's one of, like it, all those all those different types of games that have different bits and pieces and different settings where you can alter that. It's one of the things you've got to love with Sony. It's never a half-assed measure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, all right. So, what's the best in show? What was your what was the best in show for you guys? Metro. Metro? Um, Ghost of Tsushima for myself. Okay. Uh worst in show. EA. EA. Nintendo. Specifically EA's we uh we pretend to care speech. <laughs> and their constant repetition of subscription of the word subscription. Well, I I was watching EA, and it felt to me like it was I was watching a corporate, corporate um, shareholders meeting kind of thing. Yeah, they brought the CEO out, and that was way too corporatized. What I did like though was uh, having the Icelandic lady, uh, Lena, I think, and she was so passionate about the game she was working on. Okay. See, you mean the Sea of Solitude? Yeah, I think that was her game. That one looks really good, actually. It's the only game from uh, EA that hooked me. Cornelia, uh, it's creative director Cornelia, Colleen, okay. Cornelia Japat, Japat. Oh, sorry about that. Okay, might have been someone else. I'm thinking of then. Hmm. Um, worst, worst in show for me was Nintendo. Nintendo. It was yeah. It was a complete waste of time. It was Although just... I realized later we missed half of it. Because what they uh, what they did was have what we saw, but then it wasn't included on the timetable we had for. Uh, they were doing the a, a different stream of a Nintendo Treehouse, which okay. is what they call their um, their other streams that they do, and that was where they went into detail on what all the games were going to be. Okay, because yeah, was it Smash Brothers? Yeah, half an hour of going over every single character and change in the game. If I wanted that, I would have read the patch notes. Was it, was it only half an hour? Yeah, <laughs> the first 15 minutes was trailers for other games. My, my, I felt like my eyeballs were being peeled. <laughs> it was painful. Although, that was funny, though, in the internet was driving well, well, crazy after they after Smash Brothers announced that all of the Smash Brothers characters from all of the old all old Smash Brothers games will be coming onto this Smash Brothers. It's, yeah, it's I get why they're excited. And they I just it. wish it had been quicker and they'd gone on to talk about other stuff more or that I'd realised there was going to be a treehouse. I think they, they, they said it they said, oh, we have got every character that you have ever had for Smash Brothers is in this game. And then they would go through 30, 40 Character characters. 1, Mario. Then... Character 2, Luigi. <laughs> character 3, Toad. But hang on, hang on, hang on. It wasn't just Character 1, Mario. It was Character 1, Mario. This generation, that generation, blah, blah, blah. 10, 10 or 12 different Marios, whatever. And then you got three or four different links from Zelda and all the, and it was like that with every character. Like, okay. <laughs> it was just so painful. It was like uh, being stuck in a glass elevator on a really, really hot day and it's broken down and, <laughs> just, and someone's just crapped themselves in the worst way. You should have just said the Brisbane train system. No, no, no. It was worse than the trains. I've I've been on the trains and I've also been stuck in a glass elevator where an old bloke had a problem. Oh, wow. And I felt sorry for the poor old bloke because it wasn't his fault. 
Although, mind you, I think this is, I think Nintendo was banking on the whole like Smash Brothers to be their biggest money earner. Well, they certainly went hard enough at it. It's, <laughs> they, they went at it harder than a cheap hooker after a fistful of 50s. <laughs> it's the biggest first party game coming out in a while. They've got Pokemon Let's Go, but I think that's being primarily made by Niantic again. Yeah, and honestly, it just... it's not a not a mainline Pokemon game, so they're not as hyped about that as they are about Smash Brothers. Yeah, no, it's it actually just, made by Game it was Freak. Just a, a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, for Pokemon, it's actually Game Freak. Okay. Um, actually, there was another game. Um, oh, I can't I can remember who what it was. It was with the ghosts, where they had, was like a horror. Oh yeah, Death Stranding. That's it. That was uh, from Sony with that was Kojima. Looking, that was looking when, extremely good. Yeah, on his new uh, new project after the whole Metal Gear fiasco. Hmm. So the trailer yeah, looked weird, though. It tra- looked weird. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Well, yeah, trailer looked really weird, like with the Norman Reedus just walking up and down, and yeah, he... that's because that's the style of game Kojima makes. It's his survival horror style. It it was very reminiscent. I don't know if he, I can't remember he, who was that was behind um, the original. Um, oh, crikey, I'm shocking with names tonight. Umbrella Corporation game. Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of the original Resident Evil. I saw a bit of uh, Silent Hill, which was his project before he got fired or before he left. I can't remember which happened. Uh, <laughs> well, if anyone's dumb enough to fire a guy like, with that much talent, I, they, they deserve to go under. Yep. Like, just watching through all the bits and pieces with his game, and yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't do a bad game. Hopefully, if Konami goes to liquidation at any point, he'll be able to buy back his IP. I hope so. Like if 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 needed, like let's let's start up a fundraising stream thing to to get money for him to buy it. Yeah, I bet he'd have a lot of fans who'd be willing to shell out a few bucks for that. Yeah, like he's he's just one of those constant figures that he just doesn't give you garbage. He he focuses on producing extremely high quality gear every single time. Like going to see a Kubrick movie. <laughs> yeah, or Studio Ghibli. Oh. Sorry if I'm going on about Studio Ghibli. I was listening to their music today. Fair enough. Were, were you guys uh, amazed with um, Sugare Miyamoto's um, ent- appearance at E3 this year? Where they did the Star Fox thing? Yeah. I don't think it was anything, like, sp- hugely special. Like, they gave him an award. It's... Like, I'm proud of him for getting an award, but I don't. I would have preferred to see more games as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was good of them to actually take the time to actually mention him at the big thing. It's, it, they gave him the equivalent of um, a Hall of Fame award or something, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. It was. Uh, it was a statue. Um, no, it was actually Ubisoft. I think there were. There was oh, a space kit. Was oh a space yes, kit. because um, it was a model of the ship from Star Fox. Because he, uh, well, Nintendo, who owns Miyamoto's property, which is uh, things like Mario and all of that, they have a deal with Ubisoft at the moment for Ubisoft to make Mario and Rabbids and all of that. Yeah. So, it yeah. was nice, nice the way that they invited him up on the stage and gave him the award. But they, yeah. They, they didn't sit there and labor the point or anything like that. It was just, hey, we got all this. And hey, we got the man here. Can you come and join us on stage? And as soon as they said, oh, we got him here, and he he stood up, and he was, oh, I knew this was coming, but I'm still embarrassed. The whole place was just funded with applause. Like, everyone was just like, yep, you you are worthy of 
being respected. Yeah. There's a reason Nintendo weren't at Miyamoto ride his bike to work. <laughs> They're worried he would get hit by a car. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't taken the Kim Jong-un approach where he, he, he can ride his bike. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. To work, but he's just got an army of bodyguards running around the other side of him. <laughs> or uh, set up a, a truck with a like with cameras and a stationary bike on the inside. Like, he's one of those. He's he's a bankable character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Speaking of embarrassments, though, um, Professor, you s- oh, I haven't done anything, but oh. EA, um, EA did a couple of embarrassing things as well in terms of game releases. Say it isn't so. Uh like they're announcing the new FIFA game, and they didn't talk much about the FIFA, only except they. Um, brought in the they they presented some cup, some FIFA World, or some FIFA cup, and said like, okay, here's the cup. It's a championship game or something like. That. I'm like, no, you're not supposed oh, to. Oh yeah, for the esports player, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And they also did nah. that with. Oh, they also nothing did... will beat the cringe that was the we care speech. Oh, yeah. They like, we haven't... listen to you. We've made changes. We donate to charity. Please love us. <laughs> Stop ripping us off, you scum-sucking, bloodthirsty politicians. Oh. It, it's, 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 that's it. That's it. I found the answer. They have fired all the people that made EA great and then replaced them with politicians. They have become political. There is going to be an EA party running for the, some presidential election somewhere in the world in the next 12 months. Well, Starbucks', is pre- Starbucks is president really recently quit, so I could actually see that happen. What? That's not what we're talking about at all. We're talking about political president. I know, that's what I meant. Like, Starbucks is... Pre- Starbucks um, is not a country. Starbucks is a company. Why would they have a political president? No, I meant Starbucks is pre- um, CEO and president. President of the co- of the company quit. And he's yeah. now decided to run as country as America's president. Well, he could have said that. <laughs> Instead of just saying Starbucks' CEO quit. Uh. And that, folks, is what we have to work with. <laughs> but um okay this is why my psychiatrist has a job that's right it's it's why your psychiatrist and my psychologist have put their kids through you know putting their kids through university and bought new cars and gone to holidays overseas <laughs> all right all right In, enough with the banter um what was your <laughs> best my <laughs> What's what, what were your best moments in in the um, E3? What was the best moment? I think we've already covered that. It's pretty oh, clearly yeah, Volver. Yeah, were there any more like best moments for you guys besides the banjos and the flutes? Well, with the games we mentioned, like we've 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 we've, we've said about the fact that like um, the shark simulator was just insanely cool. Um. Yeah, like, matters like that. They were just they they were just so cool to watch, and it was just completely out of left field. Like they actually had to publish the, the writers of the game there, and it was just like, oh, we're doing this," and people are like, "What? Hang on, you're saying that you, this is a, a shark simulator? Yeah. Oh, like it was just so completely out of left field. Like you can't beat that as a game release where people are going, hang on a sec. Did I just hear you right? Yeah. 
Like it, it, it's such an original concept that's just from out of left field. And the same with um, the Heaven's Rejects, Battle Royale. Rapture Rejects. Rapture Rejects, sorry. Um, that was just so completely different to every other Battle Royale game that was coming through with, in amongst all the millions of others of them that are out there that are littering the ether. This came out with a very, very funky artwork scheme and a completely different twist on what was happening. But the professor was excited. I could hear it over the airwaves when he was watching it and just the laughter and the smiles. Oh, Bucky likes it when I smile. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like when you get a game that you... you that generates that sort of a response. That's gaming, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's not this like, yeah, I'm 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 all for esports and everything like that. But let's not forget it's a game. It's a, the original thing at the heart of it. It's supposed to be about having fun. And everyone is just they, they take some of the stuff way, way, way too serious. That's what I love about like the Volver and the PC gaming show, because the games that they showcase at those shows are just so out there and different. Yeah. 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 Like, and... You just can't, like, you, I don't think I'm going to come across a game anytime soon that's going to compare to Maneater. Like, I'm going to get hold of that. I, I'm going to play that thing to death. <laughs> yes. Not, not it has a multiplayer mode, doesn't it? I can't remember whether what about that. I was too busy laughing at the um, shark jumping up and grabbing the person off the dock, or the yeah crocodile being eaten, and just the the expression on the presenter's face when he was asking questions and stuff. Are you serious? Like this is your game? Like you're, you're you've made a shark simulator, and then as, as they were talking about, just more and more, he was he he was getting excited. He's going, I like this idea. So, yeah, I, I can't remember whether it's going to be multiplayer. It should be. I think they were talking about doing some online stuff yeah. with it as well. Well, the guys who made it are the same guys behind Depth, which is a, uh, a multiplayer humans versus shark game. Okay. Um, so I think that's where the route for Maneater comes from. It, it's, it, it was a surreal moment when they announced it. And, yeah, you, you're going to take that away and just... It's one of those moments you're going to look back and you're going to go, Man, that's what gaming is about. It, they, uh, the Maneater game reminds me of an app that I used to play a long time ago. Oh, it was called um, Shark Evolution. Oh, I think I know that one. Yeah. that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tr- play, that, play, play that game and it, it, it's, it's just like Maneater but 2D. That's really fun. I'm looking there, to it at some point. Yeah, there are. There was another game that I think um, us three were amazed at. And that was the, um, the Spanish Deadpool. It we were we were making... Oh yes, what was that called? Oh, that, oh it's well, my brain's farting hard. That two D game about the uh, sort of superhero oh. Macho yeah. Libre guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, that was another. That was another great game. Because there were so many games we looked at, and just there were some of them that just really stood out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a uh, Devolver, I believe. So yes, my friend Pedro. Yes, my that's friend it. Pedro. That's it. Ah, uh, that was a good. I'll tell you something with Devolver. There was a game. I think there was a game trailer called uh, Mech uh, Metal Wolf Chaos. Here, here's the funny thing: when they gave that tagline "Mech America Great Again." Oh, Twitter went mad. <laughs> I don't know about Twitter. I've never seen the um, comments in the main live stream we're watching, and yeah, everyone was having an absolute laugh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but games journalists were like, "Oh, make America great again, Donald Trump!" Oh, I'm like, oh, are you guys serious? It's just a catchy line. <laughs> you it guys wasn't are... Make Australia, Make America Great Again. It was Mech 
Yeah, but they were making then the journalists in the infinite infinite glory. They were well, then they're stupid idiots who can't get stuff right. Like, yeah. as What's I always the... say, don't let's let's not give the retards oxygen because you're you're keeping them alive. Hmm. Yep, don't give retards the platform. <laughs> All right. Um, there were, there were a couple of other games we played. Uh, we saw um, Skull and Crossbones as well. Skull? Oh no, no, Skull and Crossbones. Um, Skull and Bones. Yes, that was the uh, the one that looks like it's inspired by Assassin's Creed Black Flag, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, so they took was, all the good bits out of that and made it a full game. Yeah, it was it was it was the next evolution from where that was at, and it's gone into an entirely new realm, and just it, it was looking a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of there were a lot of fun trailers we saw, um, like the um, Fallout, the new Fallout games, for example. Yeah, Fallout, Fallout. The biggest thing that we're, we're taking from that is starting up our own Dixie band and taking <laughs> selfies with your band. Yes, that was the key point we got out of that. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah there's no other game out there where you can start your own band with your friends online and play actually Starbound selfies. did it first. Did they? Okay, I, I apologize. It's only I like it's a, the Terraria clone in space. Okay. Um, they have a, a feature where you can import music notation and it will play a song for you when you're holding an instrument. Okay. But yeah, like the. The fact that you can actually walk around with your with your friends in multiplayer and be there as a band and actually be playing music. Yeah, was um, it one of our uh, viewers who suggested forming a, a band and going around busking? Yeah. <laughs> and um, what was the name of the band that they suggested? Um, Fallout Boy. That's it. That's a, it's not a real band though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's taking it's taking Fallout Boy to the next level. Yeah, copyright doesn't exist in the apocalypse. <laughs> and if you want to argue with us about it, they've got guns. We, we, we're happy to take you on. <laughs> but um, Buck, you were you were really hyped with the Elder Scrolls games, as I. Yeah, I just the fact that it's evolving constantly so much from where it was it's one of those it's not just sitting there doing nothing like um yeah your favorite one halo which has just become stagnant elder scrolls is just that they're constantly evolving and when they actually did the had the um, main game director get up for that he actually said i play this so i am Are we talking about to... uh the new elder scrolls online expansion yeah with somerset and that um and then the fact that it's also evolving into being they've got he's going onto a, a mobile platform and everything like that oh yeah elder scrolls they're not, blades they're not just going hey this is what we're doing we're giving you a new game it's basically the same storyline not much change in the artwork, but we're going to expect you to pay another hundred and something dollars for it. So they're not doing the, the EA, Apple, Microsoft marketing sort of thing. They're going, hey, this is the next stage of the game. This is what we're doing. We're listening to you guys and this rocks. And if you're not happy with it, let us know. We will work on making it better. What excites me about uh, Elder Scrolls Blades and Fallout 76 is that they're experimental. They're not just, yeah, like you said, they're not just following the formula. Yeah. yeah they like, could have made another Fallout, uh, like, they probably will eventually, but Fallout 76 could have just been a Fallout 4 clone, like, Fallout 4 was fairly similar to Fallout 3. Yeah. Like, but they Elder- took the time to experiment with multiplayer and see how that goes. And Elder Scrolls, they've they've got a, a storyline that's evolved and it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's yeah. created in its own universe similar to the Lord of the Rings. And Isn't uh, the time period between the first and last Elder Scrolls like a thousand years or something now? 
I would have to look online to check that. But it's a the whole franchise has been going. Like I remember, it was I, I was just out of high school. I think when the first one was coming out, it's been that going. Was for, uh, Arena, wasn't it? I can't remember now for the original one. Either Arena or Daggerfall. But it's been going for it's been going for a long, long time, and the quality of gameplay has just constantly moved up. Like. Yeah, okay, Halo's improved their graphics a lot from the original Halo because technology's there for it. But Elder Scrolls have just... It's not just this and basic step on evolution of this is what technology's allowing us. It's, hey, this is the next chapter of the story. Let's take it further. And now they've got the Elder Scrolls Online stuff. And it's, let's go so you can go back to all the different kingdoms and let's make it so that all that fun stuff you had when you were playing this before is all there. And it's more. So like, you, you can sit there and lose yourself in there for days on end. It's like, I don't know whether you guys ever got caught with Skyrim, but I know I, used to, I spent at least three or four days at a time where I'd just sit there if I could and just do nothing else. Yep. Hmm. Like, the newest victim is my sister. I uh, I picked up a Skyrim on the Switch when it was on sale, and she is <laughs> like, can't drag her away from it. <laughs> but, like, even going back and playing some of the older Elder Scrolls, you see, like, Oblivion. Like, I played Skyrim, and then, yeah, I turned around, I found Oblivion, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to go play this now. And so that was it. Like I was gone. Days, a couple of days at a time again. <laughs> like they make it so that it's not just you complete the one little mission and then Skyrim taking it to the extreme with the open world map where it's, it's pushed the boundaries right out there and everyone is racing to catch up and follow suit. And now they're gone. Let's take it so it's online. And you have multiple kingdoms. And we're now getting games such as Days Gone, which are following similar principles. Yeah, there's a lot of mistakes in the uh, Elder Scrolls series, but they they try. They experiment. They try to do new things. Every game is different. But they also acknowledge, like when there's something that goes wrong, they acknowledge it and try, and try to make it so there's patches available to fix it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. Because uh, wasn't there like a complaint with Elder Scrolls how you have to pay f- in the early days of when Elder Scrolls Online came out? People were complaining like, "Oh, you have to pay it just to pay to, to pay play." And... Fee, um, every month it was um, ten or fifteen dollars, I think it was. The people weren't happy with it, and they just said, "Okay, well, okay, well, you've paid so much for the game, but okay, we'll give you free access to the game." Um, we'll just sell you other stuff online, like with upgrades and kits and whatever. Now, I haven't played online. Is it um, I, is the microtransaction stuff balanced? I haven't played played it yet. Um, I've got a friend at uni that plays it. Okay. And the fact that a uni student can actually afford it and pay for it themselves sounds great. So it means that they're not ripping you off like EA with all the loot boxes. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like it's a gambling factor. It's just, yeah, like you, you buy different bits and pieces with your character and so forth like that. But you have to go and work and earn all your bits and pieces. So you, you build up your character stats and achieve things. Yeah. yeah. Um. So another franchise is also... Trying trying to experiment it. Um, remember the Gears of War franchise? Yep. Yeah, they're also experimenting with uh, mobile and PC and Xbox One as well with uh, Gears Gears Pop and Gears Tactics as well. And I think Gears Five is coming out as well soon. Is this is this where you're gonna talk about um, Command and Conquer? Nah, 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 nah. But um. I will say this though, with I, I agree with you there. Like they, 
it's good to see Bethesda, especially with the Elder Scrolls Online, experimenting with other platforms and not be being so formulaic in terms of... Oh, yeah. Blades must be the first cross-platform multiplayer mobile and VR game. Yeah. I, I, I was just thinking that just before, like, um, we didn't mention the VR aspects in Blades. Speaking of VR, remember that trailer we saw in the PC gaming show? Which had Jack Black, um, Jack Black as um, one of the characters. Tra- uh, it was um, I know what was the name. It was um, Transference. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a that was an interesting. What was that one about? I remember the trailer. It just slipped my mind what it was about. It was um, let me just check Transference. It was basically a, a horror, a psychological thriller. Oh yes, yes, that looked uh, pretty good. Yeah, Elijah Wood was in there as well, and yeah, Jack Black. Hey, what was the? Um, actually, wasn't Elijah Wood there at the release? That was Elijah Wood. Yeah. Yeah, um, I thought you meant he was in the game. Um, they, what was the game where they were riding the train through Russia? Metro Exodus. That was Metro Exodus. What, uh, what extra, like, I love the Metro game. So what really excites me about that is that uh, so much of Metro Exodus, it seems like the guys who made Stalker, who were the people who ended up working on Metro, have said, let's go back and do our greatest hits. And they're making a game about traveling through Russia. Yep. And you get to add extra carriages to your train. You get to modify your guns on. Oh yeah, they got yeah gun mechanics, uh, train stuff, zipines, shooting. You can change the time of day. Can you change the time of day, or is it changes? Yeah, it just they've got it, so it actually does show the changes. No, you can choose to wait for six hours or whatever. Okay. But yeah, like you got that. That was I liked a lot of the stuff with that, with the changing the gun around to suit yourself a lot more for yeah. the situation you're in. The maintenance of the guns so that people actually think, oh, I've got to look after my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Although, um, speaking of look after, look, looking after stuff, um, what you guys thought of um, the whole? Um, oh, God, my brain's farting hard. Re- really, my brain is farting real hard. I think we're going to. This is why I'm happy we do this remotely. <laughs> I think we're going to have to change your name from DJ to Segway. <laughs> and then See, you can oh, ride off a cliff stuff, like the oh, real thing. Speaking speak of looking after stuff, um, you guys must have heard about the new Cyberpunk 2077 trailer that came out as well. Yep. And that that game has been going. Uh, the, They've been looking after that game for how long in terms of production and development? Uh, only really a couple of years, hardcore, because uh, it's by the guys who made The Witcher. Mm-hmm. So they've they've been working on other projects as well, and the company that runs that also runs Good Old Games. Mm-hmm. So I think they they're not exactly um, like been working on it hard up until The Witcher Three came out. And I think it's like, picked up steam since then, based on the like been, progress. It's not like they've been doing nothing. Yeah, but uh, I've seen some of the uh, gameplay videos, and they're all saying it's first-person shooter. And is it? They're now making it. It's it's now going to be a first-person shooter. It's going to be like Rage, but it's going to be Rage, but in a city environment. That's I don't the- see why a first-person shooter RPG is a bad thing. Well, they're saying it's role playing. What was uh, the, yeah. what was the one with the um, Mohawks? Is that is that the same game you're talking about now? Rage, I think, is that was that was the Mohawks. Yeah, that was Rage. Yeah, that was Rage. I like the way that's going. That was looking pretty <coughs> interesting. Yeah, it's a sequel, so um, you might want to check out the original if you haven't. Yeah, I think I think I've played it, but yeah, it just it was looking good there the other day. 
I think the overall E3, I think it was a good experience for us, like how the conferences, how the conferences operated, and all these tra- all these game release trailers. It was, it was beautiful to watch. It was fun. It was fun to watch a lot of it. There was there was a lot of stuff that was painful. Oh yeah, <laughs> too many too many painful stuff. Ah, oh. uh, no, just there. Yeah. Nintendo should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, no, EA should be ashamed of themselves even more. <laughs> EA. Oh, EA. Yeah, but you didn't watch Nintendo. Oh, okay. Uh, if you yeah. Nintendo, you would you would not be interrupting me on that and saying EA. <laughs> EA EA was corporatized and painful in some ways, and they've been screwing the the pooch in a lot of areas. But yeah, when when you sit there and you go through half an hour or 45 minutes of every character. Yeah, what they should have done was save that for the treehouse and play trailers before then. (laughs) Or trailers and interviews and all that. Oh, man. I, I I reckon next year for Devolver, they have to attack that. Let's spend 45 minutes on one game. Why? Because we waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> so, o- overall summary, guys. Wait, wait, wait. What did you thought about EA, um, E3 in general? I don't know. Not as good as a couple of years back, I think. But it's it's coming back to its core roots of what it was supposed to be about and. It's getting back to be more fun with the interaction between the audience and the people in the actual studios. So yeah, like Sony had a massive, massive, like they they had studios in one of the like one of the film lots or something where they had people moving from one to another, and it yeah, was that was Sony humongous auditorium. Oh yeah, they and, had a bunch of different uh, tents set up with different presentations, and it was done on a level that was just—it was definitely Sony. It was definitely Japanese. It was so well organized and it was so professional, but they had all the people there. In every other single release, you had people sitting there and they'll playing on their phones, talking to each other, looking bored. Mm-hmm. Sony, everyone was just so wrapped in what was going on. Like, you could hear, if if it wasn't for the sound coming through the speakers, you could hear a pin drop. Everyone was wrapped. And oh, yeah. they, and like, as they're moving them out of the first tent, they had their staff actually going through and talking with people. I actually noticed that one when on the, at the time. So they're actually getting feedback on what how people are perceiving what's happening straight away. And the the E3 a couple of years ago was just they were in different little secluded studio rooms, and there was no members of the public allowed. So yeah. I agree with you there. Like E3, I this is my first E3 to be honest with you guys, and I have uh, I will say this: some of the game releases that I've been blown away by, such as Elder Scrolls, for example, Devil May Cry, a lot of other games. But I hope to see it better this year. For prefer, prefer like preferably from like other studios, just to follow. Examples like from Microsoft, Devolver, and Sony, preferably. And but the PC gaming show just r- took the show as well. But yeah, it was it was a fun event, to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll do it next year. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll do it next year. Yeah, if I can, I'm happy to be there. <laughs> <coughs> so hopefully, I will not miss out the sequel to Devolver. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, shall we end? Shall we call it? Well, I think you just did. 
Oh, yeah. I, I, I have You're the host yet. this week. Come on. Uh, I, 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 okay. Normally, it's you trying to take it over. What, you want us to take it over and call it a night? Oh, no. It's okay, a... well, folks, thanks very much for listening. <laughs> that's, that's it for another week for Nerds Amalgamated's um, Top Shelf Nerds. Brought to you by That's Not Canon Productions. <laughs> Please visit our the, the That's Not Canon Productions website to get merchandise. Visit our like, face, Facebook page to leave us some likes and give us some comments. Also, our email address, which is DJ. Uh, nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. And also, I would like to announce we have Twitter. At, that is at namalgamated. Dot com. Uh, so, so yeah, send just send us a tweet. Yeah, send us a tweet and send us some fun gifts and memes. We will enjoy them. Um, you can follow us on iTunes and Stitcher and take us away, Buck. Well, that's it for another week. And thank you very much. It's good night from him, good night from myself and Professor. See you next week. See you guys. Au revoir. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.